Six-Pack Lapidot, I want to give a quick shout-out to our partners, the strength guys in this app that we have. It can be found at positionsofpower.programs with an S dot app. And the strength guys who coach people like Taylor Atwood, have you heard of him? He's pretty good. Uh, they've had several world champions, several national champions, and uh, I mean, a laundry list of records, national records, world records have been broken, etc. But they have an app with their elite level programming available, video tutorials. Uh, I mean, the whole nine, it's one stop shop once you're in here. There's a Discord where they're doing video review of your lifts. Um, to get all your lifts analyzed so you get elite level programming and coaching for $29.99 US a month. Positionsofpower.programs.app. Go there and get yourself started. <laughs> We're back, six-pack lap at Arian, Messi, Messi. Wild, is a wild build today? It might be. I'm not sure yet. I'm still <laughs> contemplating a little bit. If you're slick, it's 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 Billy Mac. You know, if you it depends on how you play it. Mag- Magic Mac. Magic Mac, dude. When he gets his predictions on point, that's Magic Mac right there. That's Magic Mac right there. Um, we're going to do the Arnold preview show this time. And... Uh, what's what are you guys thoughts on this one man the arnold like so this will be my i think like 13th or 14th time going to the arnold in a row oh, i guess not in a row because last year it was off but like this is the best meet of the year it's the best weekend of the year right so the best meets of the year normally like you know ipf world or something like that but this is just like the mixture of like the expo with like all the, you know, strength celebrities and that kind of stuff that are walking around. And like, you know, you're sitting there and you look in the crowd, you see like Andre Milanichev just like watching the meet or like Ed Cohen watching the meet. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously Arnold shows up every year, but like, I remember the first year I went, I went to the bathroom before, you know, while before I was competing, right. I waited and I went to the bathroom and I was pissing next to Randy Couture, like just like (laughs) shit like that. It's just like random stuff. Like that just makes this so cool because you just never know who you're going to bump into and you see all kinds of freaks and all kinds of like, it's just like, it's, it's, it's the best. And I'm, I'm happy because everyone who competed in 2020 for the first time, when it was like the, the Arnold light, right. Where it was just the competitions. They really got robbed of the experience. So I'm really happy for some of my lifters that are having the first time and other people that are going to be there for the first time. You just get to experience the actual atmosphere and the electricity and everything that goes on with the Arnold. Cause it's just, it's the all-star game, man. It's, it's, it's cool. It's going to be good. We'll, we'll, see, if it, we'll see if it's light or medium this time. <laughs> Yeah, you can tell you can tell I've been in my house for two years. I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm ready to go. Let's get out of the house. Let's go do this thing. Come on. The th- and the Arnold has like the Arnold Strongman, and like it's got a bunch of events. Um, and you would have for the Arnold Strongman, like in terms of the prestige of winning Arnold Strongman, they should hold that up there. It's the world strongest man event in Arnold Classic. And Arnold Classic doesn't have the history world strongest man does, but 
you know, if you're a hardcore fan of the sport of strong, man, I know Bill, you're, you're deeper in than I am, but I've like, I'm still in, I'm, I still pay attention. And um, because the, it's catered to like pure strength, less, you know, dragging, carrying, loading events and more pure strength. It's fucking highly touted. The money's good. The crowd is fantastic. And, um, and the events are like, who is the strongest? Some guys, even that are strong men are like, it means more to me to win the Arnold classic. Cause I know I'm the strongest. It, it's the, the ultimate to win, you know, both the world's strongest man in the Arnold. It's a little bit because for a little while there, when Mary's Pudzanowski was the world's strongest man, he could never win Arnold classic. He had a hard time hitting the podium and it felt a little weird when with the pure strength events, he was getting creamed. Maybe cream's not the word I should use, but he just wasn't the best. But yet he was winning the world's strongest man, which is, you know, historically a lot of more athletic deadlift for reps as opposed to single dead. So there's a history there, man. So when you show up, you could see like the strongest men in the world do battle. You know what I mean? Like, like it's not just powerlifting, let alone, I remember I had buddies who were like, went to the, I mean, back 10 years ago, man, going to the Arnold Classic to lift for powerlifting. And they're like, dude, they're talking about like Frank Mir when he was UFC heavyweight champion of the world was there. We're like just mobbing around and it's wild. And he's, my one buddy was like, Arnold Schwarzenegger came to the powerlifting, sat down and watched for a little bit. Now I'm like, that's he, spot, he spotted one year. He spotted a couple of lifters. One year. Yeah. He's back, back squatting on the squats. It's pretty cool. How was his spotting? <laughs> I mean, was, thank I, God the guy didn't miss. Or else yeah. <laughs> you know how hard you would fight because if he if you miss and it landed in his arms, he's a national treasure. You protect that man. I, would, I mean, I luckily would. it was like it was like openers too. Thank God, so it wasn't yeah. like anything that was you know hopefully in danger. But yeah, he's like yelling, he's like get up, get up, get up. You know, stuff oh behind my him. God, so I good. would. I would fucking full climax in my pants. I would be <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger's behind me yelling in my ear, get up. I fucking, here's the thing. If if Arnold's um, spotting the openers, I'm running in the back to the warm-up room. Like, hey, assholes, everyone drop your fucking openers by 10 kilos because nobody's missing. Okay, he's a treasure. We're going to protect him. I don't care. Um, but that is wild, man. It would be it'd be crazy if he had to actually spot somebody. You know, if he jumped in, if even if it was a stitch early, if it's me, I'd be like, don't even worry about it. If my coach is gonna go complain, I'd be like, don't you fucking dare. <laughs> you know, I'll eat this one. That's fine. I don't care. You do not upstage Arnold. It's fine. If Arnold says I was gonna fail, I was gonna fail. <laughs> that was it. I mean, the one thing, if you want to get in the news, you could just make sure you dump it on them and be like, oh, yeah, you're going to ESPN the next day. You're a dude dumping 600 pounds on Arnold or whatever. Oh, oh, the way I feel, Arnold, he'd probably arm curl that and upstage you. you <laughs> you've seen the video. Remember, it was like, like Arnold's deep in the 70s now. He's in mid-70s, maybe even late. So he's still in the 70s, I think, when this happened. He was at one of the Arnold festivals, and they have festivals all over the world with him. And some dude ran up in double leg drop kicked him like hulk hogan from the 80s in his back and arnold didn't see it coming the guy was a punk didn't even let arnold see it coming arnold was doing like a, a live tweet with the fans and he he like fell a little forward never left his feet never left his feet turned around I was like what the fuck because it's all on the air it's all live on the air you could watch the video he's like what the fuck because he's a massive man still even in the 70s and then and this guy bounces off arnold's muscular back hits the ground and, and 
probably gets ragdolled by Arnold security because some huge dudes got a hold of him and he was escorted to the to a side room and never to, to be seen room. Again, never to be seen again and um arnold was like i'm kind of upset man he kind of messed up my tweet i was trying to do but he was dude how many dudes are like 72 years old getting double drop kicked double leg drop kicked from behind and they're fine man <laughs> the guy fought the predator Tooth and nail for God's sake. How many, how many times has he saved the world? You're gonna do him like that? So he defeated the devil and defeated the predator. I mean, it's like the guy does everything. Exactly. Come on, man. You think a you can't you you gotta roll up on him. You better you better aim tight with that. Saved Mars, for God's sakes. Come on. Guy. It, you better hit him on the back of the head, not his back, because that ain't gonna work. Um, but yeah, no, man. I I've never been to the Arnold Classic live. I've watched it, you know, the events and shit, but I've never been there live. I got to go sometime. Yeah, you can wade through to see your people to get some free samples. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite. Every, so every year there's an email sent out by USA Powerlifting to all the competitors and stuff. It's basically like if you go into the expo, because everyone's giving out free samples of whatever you know, supplement they're schlepping, right? right? They're like, be careful what you take because you will most likely be tested at your competition. So, you know, could you imagine like you're, you're popping like pre-workout the day before your meet or something like that. And you go, and yeah. you're just hot. And you're like, what'd you take? I don't know. I took like 35 things. before. Yeah. It's like, my dude, do you see some of these people who are here and they're giving you all types of shit? You better watch. Yeah, but like big girl in bikini walks up to you, hands you a, like a little shot glass or something. Yeah. It's hard to say no, my friend. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're, you're a 22 year old kid and you're like, right. I can't fucking, I can't do it. I'm, I'm getting peer pressured. She's like, come on, <laughs> let's do it. All right. All right. Yeah. No, good point. Yeah. I got, I got to go at some point, man. And um, like the atmosphere here is nuts. Even around town for like that week, you, you go to a local gyms and they're oh, full yeah. of like for really real stars, like not just the people we're used to seeing at us raw Nats and worlds. I mean, like, like, like you had already said, UFC guys are like strong men that are like, you know, like you, you could bump into anybody there or fucking for real stars, like fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger is in town. Yeah. I mean, Aaron and I were at the bar the one year watching the fights. I mean, I don't even know how long ago this was now, five, six, seven years ago, whatever. And um, we're sitting there, we look over at a table and like, holy shit, there's fucking Max Holloway sitting there watching the, watching the fights two tables away from us. Yeah. This He's is watching. before he before he was champ. This was like maybe like yeah. six months or so before he became champ. But um, yeah, just sitting at the table with he was with a, he was with a female fighter too. I don't remember who it was. Um, do you remember now? Nah. But, um, but yeah, it was just like shit. I look over. I was like, "Is that Max?" He's like, "Yeah, definitely." I was like, "Oh shit, dude, did you guys like?" Yeah, we just we said, "What's up, champ?" or whatever. You know, when he walked out yeah, or something like did. that. But, you know, yeah, you we're not gonna bug him. He was with his boys. He was. I, I think like they were like betting on the fight or something like that and he had one like he picked the right person so he was like you know talking shit to his buddy and stuff like that and we're like oh shit it's max holloway it would be so weird to see somebody you know like that just like talk this dude fought conor mcgregor this dude fought aldo's dudes fought everybody and um and there he is at the table over there talking shit to his boys like we talk shit having drinks and like picking up you know petty cash um yeah damn it man i got i got freaking envy but Look at this thing's everything's going to open up more and more and we'll be full swing and I'll be down there at some point. I got to. I mean, I feel like the, the reason why you haven't gone before is because it's always right before or after Canadian Nationals. So it's right. just the timing. It, it is shitty timing. And sometimes, yeah, I mean, it's 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 tough, but it's not like it's not going to be like that now this year. But of course, we're just kind of coming out of lockdowns and whatnot in Canada. 
But um, yeah, who knows, man? The future's future's bright. I'll be down there at some point, obviously, because they have also um, so many different sports, from like boxing to wrestling to gymnastics to whatever the shit you're into. I mean, there's ping pong. There's every kind of different like combat sport. Yeah. Um, obviously, all the figure and the bodybuilding and all that stuff. I mean, it's like arm wrestling. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, then just they, uh, yeah, jump rope. I mean, they have a like, jump rope stuff like pole, the uh, pole force was a pole fitness, I think it's called stuff like that. Like, I mean, there's just stuff. How, how long have you rooms. been there? I, I mean, how, how long you spending that fucking event? <laughs> the, the whites at home and Bill's got five, five days in a row. I'm like, did you catch anything else besides pole dancing? He's like, it's a sport, you son of a bitch. I'm like, I'm sure it is, Bill. Uh, I'm over here. I'm over here, like walking to the corner to go to the animal cage to see what those guys are doing for reps and stuff. And Bill's over there in the corner. <laughs> Bill's a married man who's at the house for a weekend, and he's like, "Let me live." We got the UFC tonight. Hopefully, you bump into some UFC fighters. Bill just living his life. Um, yeah, those guys are a hell of a pole dancers, man. It's good. Yeah. As he's popping his shots of pre-workout. That's right. Bill is hot. Can't sleep. He's just loving his life. It's like fearing loathing in Las Vegas. Um, <laughs> There's something I was going to say there, but now I fucking forgot it. Uh, when we were rattling off all the different sports that are there. Oh, arm wrestling. I'm starting to get super into arm wrestling, dude. Devin Lorette was uh, on, or is it Devin? Or I think it's Devin Lorette was on Lex Fridman's podcast. And he's an amazing speaker, professional arm wrestler. And like the arm wrestling, they talk shit. They have weigh-ins and they... You saddle up. I'm starting to get in. I can see why a guy like Larry Wheels gets into it and these dudes are getting into it, man. Um, I remember the one year, I mean, this was probably 10, 12 years ago now, but they had um, Stallone judging the uh, the arm wrestling. And it, was, it, was a, it was the coolest thing. He's sitting back there and they, he had the backwards hat on and everything yeah. while he was doing it. It was fucking fantastic. Of course you picked the Canadian, Ryan. Y'all, well, listen, I did. I did. He's legendary up here. I did. But he for really real, at one point, he's the best in the world. In in it's left or right arm. On the right arm for a while there, you couldn't touch him. You couldn't touch him. Now he's getting a little older or whatever. He's the same dude who fought half the world in a boxing match late notice. He just hopped in there and boxed and got beat up. Probably made a bundle of dough. He's not a I mean, I, at least on his Wikipedia, it still says he's widely considered to be one of the best arm wrestlers of all time and is currently number one ranked in North America. He No, he for real. There's a dude he's going to face off with. Um, I, actually, you know what? He's Russian. I don't know if he is yeah. going to face him. I was going to say, he's most likely a Russian guy he's going to go against. It ain't going to happen. Probably not going to happen anytime soon. So Right. It was actually, no. But um, he's up there. He's up there. He's just not. At one point, he's for sure but number one. Now it's somewhat contested. But uh, yeah, man, it's it's definitely entertaining to watch these fellas arm wrestle. And, they, and these guys have personalities. Like you hear him on a podcast, he can rip. And Lex Fridman's podcast is massive. Like they get on there. Like we're not, we don't have too many powerlifters getting on massive podcasts. I think the biggest, well, it is the biggest. Joe Rogan's podcast is the biggest. And Lane Norton got on there, but not for powerlifting. Does that count? If he goes on there, not for powerlifting, does it count? You see, you see, Lane signed up for Masters Nationals of Powerlifting America. Yeah, that's amazing. No shit. I saw him on the list. My man's is gonna. My man's is coming <laughs> back. He's going back to worlds. It, man, if if Lane Norton becomes a world champion, that would be fucking crazy. It'll, it'll be in Canada. Will you be there announcing? I don't got or, that many days. Might be off lifting, work. bro. It might be lifting. I, I I legit do not have enough days off work to even go. It's it's uh like I'm completely maxed out on um doing like commentary and shit. 
um, I'm doing, I've, I said it last, I didn't like announce it on Instagram. I put it on Instagram, but I said it on the podcast with chance and a couple people hit me up, but I will be commentating the powerlifting America nationals. And, um, there's another one that I haven't announced yet, but I'll like, I'll hang on to that. Cause I'll let the people who are doing the event announce first, but, uh, and then junior worlds in South America, open worlds, South Africa. Fuck man. I, I got zero days now. Cause there's travel days, right? Usually you travel. If I would travel once to open and junior world, same place. It's just one time a travel day. Now I just doubled all my travel days and it's, um, so fuck, it takes another day. I'm like, but I see twice got, as many places. I was like, you have to see their schedule and see if you can, like fly over on a Friday, like do some commentary on Saturday and Sunday morning and fly back over and not miss any days. It's tough, dude. <laughs> it is super duper tough. Uh, that's okay. But if lane, yeah, that's fucking shitty. If I would miss lane winning, but he'll probably it's lane, man. He's in terms of social media, he'll have a fucking crew and he'll, he'll do it up. He'll get all the, uh, you know, all the videos recorded and whatnot. He'll all right. It. I derailed us with that back to USA powerlifting. Sorry. All I, right. My fault. That's my fault. I derailed it. <laughs> I like how you <laughs> All right, we're back. Back to the Arnold. I mean, you were you were talking about the Arnold, and you, you had a really good first experience watching Randy Couture pee. My first experience <laughs> of going into the bathroom was, what's all this brown stuff on the toilet? And then I realized it's all the spray tan. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, holy shit, dude. I thought you just totally took a left turn. I was like, well, Arian. Uh, so, but anyway, it, these kids got so much pre-workout in their bodies. But but all right, it was. Crazy. It's definitely an interesting festival. And for Palatine, we have some of the events that are outside the main hall. It's like it's its own little uh, area, which is more relaxed. And then somewhere on like the main stage inside the main expo. And that's the one that like gets crazy. Yeah. But um, all right. Let's 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 do our let's do our damn thing. We could talk about this afterwards. Let's hit. Um, let's do the men's first. How do you guys feel about that? What are we starting with? Or you know what, Bill? Bill, you guys want to run with it? I'll jump. Well, I was gonna say real quick. There's multiple events. So for people who don't know, Friday there's a Masters bench and a Masters three lift. Saturday there's. You know, a... You're not gonna say anything about the Masters three lift. You're not gonna say anything. Well, I'm just gonna go through the schedule as far uh-huh. as. I Bill's said there's got, a ma- Bill's got 90 minute preview show for the. <laughs> I'm saying for people who want to watch Friday, there's a master's bench only in a master's three lift Saturday. There's a pro American bench and a pro American three lift and also a pro bench and a grand prix. And then on Sunday is the raw challenge, which is like a, a lower level one. It's not part of any of the pro series stuff. And then they have the squat challenge, which is the, the double body weight squat for reps. And then they have the deadlift challenge, which is just, you know, heaviest deadlift. So there's an assortment of events and lifters competing across all those events. Go ahead, Bill. Which one do you want to start with? Yeah. I just wanted to say that, you know, I'm going to win the masters of iron pro. That's all I was going to say. I mean, come on. (laughs) Oh, have you been calculating the dots? No, I haven't looked at anything at all. I have no idea who's competing, but I'm just, you know, getting back on the platform, back to the Arnold. So this will be the first time I'm competing I think in like six years now at the Arnold. So they brought in a master's division and I'm finally 40 years old. So put my head hand in the ring and we're going for it. So I got Arian handling me on the day of, so hey. what can go wrong? You know, the, ga- what the, can go the, wrong? the gang, the gang is back. Male masters, one equipped $250 prize. Is it Ooh. equipped? You're going to quit bill. Yeah. I can't do raw anymore. I'm not strong anymore. I got <laughs> to cheat. Bro. I gotta cheat. All right. 
All right, take it easy. All right. All he, right. He's equipped, but he wants to use loose stuff. He's like, oh, I can wrap my own knees and you know my straps <laughs> go up easily. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't want to use that, but I have to because I train by myself in my garage. So what can I do, you know? Have my five-year-old come out there. Yeah, put these straps up for me real quick. <laughs> Fair enough. Do we have some highlights that we should hit up in terms of um, some of these other events like the bench, squat for reps, et cetera? Uh, I got some benchers that we can talk about, but um, the other ones I didn't really dig into very much, to be honest with you. Yeah. I just kind of have the pro the pro meet, the um, the amateur meet, and then the uh, the pro bench I got. Arian, how are you feeling, sir? Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know how many people will know these names, but, like, looking at the the Masters of Iron um, 3 lift, there are some Masters national champions from last year that are competing there. Um, it just depends on, you know, how many how many people are interested in the Masters side. I think people are more interested in the Grand Prix, and then from there, maybe the Pro-American. I see Chrissy Paracci in the Pro-Am bench. Uh, former 57 kilo U.S. Nats champ who suffered a bunch of knee injuries. Uh, the poor kids cannot catch a break when it comes to, you know, those knees. And so she's going into the bench only. Um, let's take a little look here. Yeah, you got Jen Thompson on the bench as well. Uh, there's a guy from Florida, Reggie Miles, uh, 82 and a half uh, kilo lifter who's got a really strong bench. He's won national before he's doing it. Uh Tammy Walker, who is a national champion, raw and equipped for bench uh, and world champion, I believe she's in the bench as well. Jason Mike's going to murder some weights. Yeah, yeah, Jay Mike is in there at, at 140 uh, weight class. So it's a nice low, nice low weight class for him because, you know, he used to be a 120 plus and he was trying to make his way down to 120. Now he's got this 140 that he can slot into. And that is the benefit of the 140 where there's a lot of people, man, who were like too undersized, maybe initially, but... 200 size when you got massive men out there who are getting close to 400 pounds, you know, and you're 300 ish and cutting down to 120, which is 264 pounds, just isn't going to happen. Um, did Jason Mike have a goal he was going towards? He's, he, has a, he has a lot of goals all the time, right? I mean, like, you want to be the first guy to bench 600 at 120 or something like that, but he never got down to 120. So now I think it's. I thought he wanted to do equips actually. Now he wanted to bench like 400 kilos equipped or something like that or 455 or something like that. Um, no, I don't know. We'll see. Um, he'll, he'll push. Yeah, I have no, I honestly, I have no idea. I'm sure he, I'm sure he has something written on his vision board or something like that. But I mean, Everybody last I does. heard it was some kind of equipped bench that he was going to work with Joe cap or something like that and go for like, you know, 500 kilos or something crazy. No shit. I don't, he's not doing that on, on, this isn't the Arnold. He's no, I think he's doing, I think he's doing, yeah, he's doing the raw bench. Yeah. Everybody has the thing with powerlifters, man. We're so numbers driven. I mean, it kind of helps sometimes, but, uh, yeah. cause you got, you could literally, you got a number to go towards and, and it helps. <laughs> but, um, any other highlights we should hit up or should we go into our, the people who are going to hit the main lifts? I seen, I see. Uh, oh, so the, yeah. So the bench real quick. Yeah. So, um, I just kind of ran some numbers. So I got, one of my guys, Jake Amendola, winning the bench for the men. I got Jason Mike in second. And another one of my lifters, Derek Logrande, who's a 75-kilo lifter, coming in third um, for that. So I think Jake um, has a good shot to hit that 600-pound bench press at like 107, 108 body weight, which would be pretty cool. Um, and then the women, I have Jen Thompson winning. Uh, Alexis Jones coming in second. And then Natalie Richardson, not Natalie Richards. Coming in third. 
not to be confused. They're, they're, yeah, they're both like junior lifters. They're both about the same age. So it's like, you know, people get confused back and forth all the time on social media. So uh, Natalie Richardson, who's one of Jonah, Lino, Jonah Leo's lifters out of, uh, was it North Dakota? Area? South, South, South Dakota. Dakota. Sorry, sorry, sorry. South Dakota. The dirty South. <laughs> Yeah, just yep, looking yep. at um, look at the Masters of Iron Pro, just some other names. I I didn't really look at the the points to see who would be on top of points, but like I see Stephanie Kotsifus, who's from Florida. She's a national champion. She's competing in there. Um, there's Grant Higa's competing in the Masters. Um, there's also Rob Award, who is also another national champion competing. So nice group over here. You know, Ellis still doing it. I don't see Ellis's name on there. Okay, so maybe he pulled out. Um, trying to see what other names. Uh, Charga Hagen's been around for for decades, and then his oh, buddy yeah. Baron Hedinson's going head to head against you. Ooh! In uh, the fifty nine kilo class, Kurt Navarro, uh, Mikey Two Cakes is in there, I believe. That that's the pro American. We're talking about the Masters. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm just throwing out some people who are going to be there lifting as well. But yeah, we can okay. switch. We can switch over to the that pro American if you want. Uh, yeah, I see yeah. Mikey Two Cakes. In terms of the 59s, that you know, that is a good scrap. And if you remember them from the USAPL Raw Nats, they scrapped it out. Um, and right, and Shahid Bryant, who's Shahid Bryant, who's also the he, champ, it's basically a replay of the of the US Raw Nats. Yeah. He's the looking up the uh, he's looking up the Pro American now, Bill. So yeah, and there you gotcha. have. Um, yeah, for the 60 kilo class, the new 60 kilo, yeah, Shahid versus Mikey versus Kurt. It's like, yeah, rematch right there. So real quick, let's go over. So what's happening. So there's a pro American competition and there's also, um, the grand prix competition, which is all only for pro lifters. Okay. So what they're doing is they have separate prize money for the grand prix and for the pro American, but they're all going to be combined for pro points for the pro series. So let's just say that, you know, Mike Coons in, who's in the pro American has a higher dots than everyone in the grand prix, then he would actually get first place and get 50 points where then Ashton would get second place or whatever go that way. So that's actually going to be intermingled um, between the two meets. Cause it's all, all the pros competing on that day together. So that's kind of how that works. So you might see some of the points kind of going back and forth and then some people that are in the Grand Prix that are competing after the Pro Americans done can kind of you know finagle their way to get more points because they know what the highest total dots is going to be from the uh, morning session or whatever. So just wanted to throw that out there. That's how that's working. I was going to say that's the interesting part because yeah, the Pro American is like session one's eleven a.m. and second session's two p.m. and then the Grand Prix starts at four p.m. So they can kind of see what's going on there. And then I guess they split up the pro American two sessions by dots as well. Cause like my lifter Kurt, he's in the first session, but then uh, Mikey and Shahid who have a higher total, higher dots are in the second session. So we don't right, get to yeah. compete head to head against them. Yeah. So instead of doing weight classes, now they're basically just ranking it on, you know, the actual scoring system and they're doing it that way, which is kind of cool. So. And, and why don't they put them all in the same event? Well, because the, the grand prix was for the top eight lifters. Um, out of all the pros. So next year, that's going to be the grand finale where it's going to be the, you know, the, the biggest prize purse, whatever is going to be. And they're going to have the overall, 
USAPL champion kind of thing. Um, so this year is just a little bit different because of they don't actually have that, you know, grand champion yet because they don't have any pro points yet. So um, they just kind of did it that way for just this year, but it'll be different, you know, going forward every year because the Arnold's going to be the end of the season, not the beginning of the season. So it'll be the, 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 the Super Bowl or the World Series or whatever. Stanley Cup. Okay, look at you trying to. I'm Canadian. That's a Canadian <laughs> remark right there. And I it's, de- it's definitely an un- unusual start, but I guess that's what they had to go with because, like, they went and backtracked into nationals and gave people pro cards. And then they said, okay, the Virginia pro in December, you know, you get pro points. And then you have the Arnold, which gets you pro points. But really, the Arnold's supposed to be the final event, like Bill said. It's just a, a, a weird start, and then they'll get on their normal schedule. Gotcha. Makes sense. Um, it will make it interesting to see if somebody can, you know, snag a higher spot, like more points uh, from, and they're not in the Grand Prix. But things like yeah. that happen. Things like that happen. Bill, you might even have a couple of notes in there and, and have your thoughts on that. I got a couple of those, Matt, possibly, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there's always pros and cons to it because, yeah, they get to lift later, but also that means they have to weigh in later. And some people hate like weighing until, you know, waiting until 2 p.m. to weigh in rather than weighing in at 7 a.m. And then also the Grand Prix has less lifters. So it's, uh, oftentimes it goes faster. It's more of a show, like, you know, 10 minutes out from start, they'll like tell everyone to stop warming up and come up onto the stage and line everyone up and actually like, introduce everyone to the crowd. This is, you know, Ryan Lapidat from whatever weight class, whatever uh, city and stuff like that. And so it throws off your timing and everything like that too. So there are some downsides to being in that Grand Prix as well. Maybe it shakes things up. We'll have to see. Uh, do you fellas want to talk about some of the battles we see coming. What are you, what are you saying, Bill? Yeah. I mean, I don't really have any, any of the battles. I just kind of have my like top five uh, men and women, you know, points wise throughout the, the pro event. So um, I didn't really go through and look at like different weight class battles, but I guess really, you know, just by looking at this, I mean, you have, you know, John Gruden, Angelo Fortino, um, you know, it was a really good battle in the 83s there. Um, and it was, um, and Ed Taylor also is in 83s, you know, he is, uh, those three I have actually in my top five overall. So that should be pretty good. Um, let me see what else I got here. And, and, and let me say a note on the Angelo Fortino, John Gruden rematch in the U S raw nationals, those two went toe to toe and it came right down to the last pull And Angelo took a bronze and, uh, John Gruden, or sorry, Deuce Gruden. I don't know. Sorry, Deuce took a took the fourth, but it is was obviously within half a kit, super close. It was eight oh eight for Angelo and eight oh seven point five for for Deuce, and the dots, the best dots between the two because Gruden has lifted previous. I think Gruden's hit a five forty nine point five, and Angelo five forty eight just because of body weight, despite Angelo having a bigger total. So that is how close those two are going to be when they battle it out at the Arnold. You know, it's, so if you like head to heads and you want a showdown to watch and not using a calculator to do it, that'll do it. And they're both elite. They're both over 800 kilo for an 82 and a half kilo lifter or an 83. That is elite no matter where you play. And, um, Deuce being a former IPF world champion as a junior and Angelo having at one point the biggest deadlift we'd ever seen in the 83 kilo class. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens, man. I'm actually interested in seeing how that battle unfolds. 
Yeah, Deuce took that um, 10 kilo jump at Nationals too from his second to third, and he missed his third. I think it was like downward motion or something like that, um, where it was close. So potentially had more that day too. Maybe he had like five kills more than him. But also, Angelo just like pulled whatever he needed for the placing. So he potentially had more than him too. So it'll be interesting to see how much more both of them could put on and if Angelo can just continue, just like, you know, put the chip on that he needs to for the placing. And that's it, man. Both of them are telling themselves, I had a, you know, I battled for placing and did what I had to do. This time you push me, we see what happens. Uh, but well, let's just swing around the table right now. Cause this is probably the one big showdown for the men's right. So let's swing around who we got to pick for that showdown. Then we could talk about who we see overall. I'll go first. <laughs> I think Angelo takes it because he's got an absolute monster dead and he's going, he's pulling, he's going to have the dead, the winning deadlift between that battle. Anyways, now he's not pulling for Ash in the wind, but against Gruton, He'll have the dead to beat him in his hands. And I think he hits. Does Gruden overreach Angelo and Angelo misses his last dead? Bill, what are your thoughts? I got Gruden coming over ahead of Angelo in that meet. And then I have um, Edward Taylor totally an over 800 also just behind those, those two. So you have three eighty three, eighty two and a half in that competition, totally an over 800. Yeah, it's it's a that's a good showdown. And sorry, I didn't want to. You got to give Taylor some light as well. Um, we're all hyped up about the rematch between Gruden and Fortino, but for sure, he he's he's a contender as well. And um, yeah, man, that's if you like if you want head to heads, they got it. That that's this is elite level world class head to heads in the eighty two and a half. Arian, what's your prediction for the battles of the eighty two and a half? I haven't been following any of their training, but I do remember that Angelo pulled more at the Virginia Pro. So, like, his PRs are in different meets. So, if he goes and puts together, you know, his same uh, PRs or hits a little bit of PR on, you know, squat or something like that or on deadlift a little bit here and there, it's going to bump up his total a bit more. So, I'm going to take Angelo's one, and I'll take Deuce's two, and Eddie Taylor's three. It's tough because um, Gruden is an absolute monster. And the thing that, you know, it'd be interesting – what if Angelo out totals him, but Gruden gets more dots points and beats him on those placings? That can happen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean technically they don't. I mean, if Angelo doesn't want to chip, he doesn't have to make the weight class. Like they don't have to weigh in eighty two and a half because it's all off of dots. The so thing be is, to see who cuts, who tries to cut more. <laughs> and neither guy though has a problem cutting, making, getting under. Both of them are a good chunk under. Um, so. I think they're just going to be under, I think they'd have to try to not be under actually. So I, I believe they would be now who's going to be lighter. I mean, Gruden's been really light at certain points. Gruden Gruden's been quite a bit under historically, but I mean, that's, that's previous. He's getting older, been crushing weights. He's going to be a little bigger. I don't know, man. It's, it'll be really interesting to see one guy wins the head to head and straight up outlifts you, but you beat him on points and beat him in the rankings. That's a weird, bittersweet situation where it's like, hold on, man. In straight up powerlifting, I beat you. And the other guy's like, homeboy, please. We're professionals. We use use calculators. And it's it's a weird, it's a weird situation, man. Yeah, I mean, you're going to see that happen a lot. Like at this competition and probably at nationals coming up in June. Because people are still trying to fill out these weight classes, right? Because, you know, everything's brand new. So, you know, a lot of people are moving up to a new weight class, so they're going to be moving up slowly, 
So someone going from 83 to now 90, you got that seven kilo buffer kind of thing where, you know, they might end up weighing in at 86 or whatever, and they might lose by five kilos of someone who's 90 kilos, but they also beat them now by, you know, three points or whatever kind of thing. So I think you'll see that quite a bit. I mean, maybe not at the top, top level, but like, you know, in down in the standings, you'll see, you know, a couple of guys like, oh, I beat these two guys, but they're ahead of me in points. What the hell's going on? You know, kind of thing. Yeah, because if, if their body weight's close, like at nationals with Angelo and Deuce, you know, Angelo put on what he needed for the placing. But if he was looking at the points, he's off by one point. All he does is put on another half a kilo or one kilo, right, get right. that, and he wins on points as well. But yeah, if there's some huge difference with some of these guys like Bob Matthews switching weight classes and weighing in light, then yeah, that can really skew the points a lot. I do think to clear it up, like, for sure, Angel is going, okay, half a kilo to win, <laughs> one kilo to to take the points as well. You're putting on the kilo. But um, but yeah, a guy like Petrie, who's quite a bit lighter than um, Bob and him are going to go toe-to-toe. So the points and then the overall kilos is going to be very much a different story. Um, I, I haven't crunched their numbers, and their numbers are going to change now considering what Bob's doing in the gym. But it, it is conceivable to be, like Bill said, one guy wins the class head to head. The other guy wins on points. And it's, it's a little, you got to explain to people how that happened. Um, what else you got, Bill? Sorry, I stopped you there because that, that battle was worth discussing. Yeah, no, it's all good. Um, I guess I'll just kind of run down my top five people. I got top five men I have for the pro here. Um, so I got Ashton coming in first place. I got Gruden coming in second. Angelo coming in third. Then I actually have Eric LaPointe coming in fourth. He's actually in the pro raw challenge. Um, so he'll be competing earlier in that day. And then I have, um, Eddie Taylor coming in fifth place overall. So, um, you know, for the top five, for the pro points for the men. Damn. You're hating our boy, Angelo. I got him third. I don't know about that. that, (laughs) I wouldn't say that's hate. Um, here's the thing. So if Eddie Taylor hits 800 kilo or up. So let me, let me ask you this because your numbers are far off mine. I'm going to go the same route as you. And I'm obviously, like I said, picking Angelo for second, I'll take Gruden third. So our one, two, three look the same. Um, Ashton, Angelo Gruden for myself, but here's where I, we got to talk. And, and mm-hmm. I, I, and I don't know, I might be wrong. I might be right. Where do you see Eric Lapointe ending up? In terms of his total, if we say body weight, he's around 75 kilo, the new weight class. He doesn't have to, I understand, but let's just put it for some kind of a measuring stick. Where do you, what total do you think he hits? Because Taylor hitting, Eddie Taylor hitting an 800 kilo total as an 82, he's around 540 dots. And then Eric, if he hits around a 750, he's around, he's a 538. Now, if he hits, I mean, that, well, they're super close. I think Eric's around a 750 year and I think Taylor's around an 800. We're, we're going to give or take a couple kilo here and there, but that's where I think they're going to be They're within two dots points. Like, I mean, that swings on body weight. If one of them cuts that swings on. That's the killer thing too here, right? It's like, you know, Eric comes in at 74 instead of 75. That's a huge advantage to him, right? He just sticks with the old, old weight class. Um, you know, and then you have, um, like, again, the, the 83 kilo lifters are now bumping down to 82 and a half. So they get a little bit of bump out of that, too, which is nice. Um, but, yeah, but, again, if someone wants to go go for it and just, like, actually cut some weight and, you know, come in at 72 kilos, all of a sudden now, 
okay, well, I don't have to hit 750. I only have to hit 740 or whatever. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, again, you know, there's a lot of games you can play like that. We kind of talked about the same thing with the Virginia Pro. There's different um, games you can play here. And at that meet, it seemed like everyone was just like, screw it, we're going up. And everyone just weighed in heavy kind of thing, which was cool. And the numbers reflected that. I mean, there was a great, great meet. There was a lot of big numbers hit. Um, but, um, yeah, so, again, I, I think, Eric, somewhere in that, you know, 750, 755, 760 range makes sense to me for sure. Um, but, again, it just depends on that, um, how much they come in body weight wise. And that's why this is so tough picking these. Yeah. You know, you can kind of give you a guesstimate of like, yeah, this looks about right with this number and then all of a sudden they come in and they're like three kilos over you're like okay well guess what they're done they just, yeah you know drop down the dots whatever so one thing that the body weight's really going to be important for is gruten and angelo because it was before like we've right. seen we've seen angelo straight up have like like slightly more on total but it could be like gruden i don't know i don't think it was i just pulled this off the open powerlifting. i think it was later on that gruden got more dots points, but we, he was still waiting less and his total was still less. Uh, Gruden's never hit an 808, but he has got more points than Angelo's the point. Whether or not they did at the same time isn't really the point. It's more, it can happen. You just do a little bit more of a cut and it gets, gives you that little bit of a buffer. It's like getting a, it's like getting a better lot, lot number or something, right? It's like, I got a bit, bit of a buffer here. You can't tie me on total anymore. You have to beat me on total because I weighed in less. It's, it's that lot number advantage that almost, right? Is, I don't know. We'll have to see. It, it'll become, right now, it's fairly early days in terms of the pro series. But I think later on, people are going to start getting strategic with this and start knowing this. Just like lot numbers and the whole nine. They're going to be like, listen to me. Your competition regularly is right around here. We're not talking a lot. We're talking kilo and a half. He will always have to not just tie you. He's got to beat you by five, 10 kilo now that's a motherfucker right that's how you make somebody load up for the last dead more than they got arian what are your thoughts sir yeah i was gonna say that's kind of what i was thinking what you were saying just at the very end is 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 it becomes very variable and what kind of strategy people are going to play as far as like will you go lighter on purpose hoping that you can maintain your strength or maybe not do as much of a cut because then you'll be stronger and not be depleted and then also with these for this year for these different events is how many people are actually going to be watching the other event writing down the names and the scores and knowing then calculating once they weigh in this is why i need to totally beat them or they're not even focused on they miss out on it because there's a couple other names in there that are also variable like i i, I would put edward taylor at someone variable because if you look at nationals he missed weight at nationals and then he bombed out on bench so I don't follow him, so I'm not sure, you know, is he going to not cut weight anymore? And then will that bump up his total a lot? Or will he have another bad day on a big stage? Then you have Eric LaPointe, who at Nationals missed the first two deadlifts and had to get the third one to stay in the meet. And so his total dropped down. But if now if he can execute better, maybe his total shoots up. Um, you have Justin Rogers, who went up a, a weight class. But he had yeah. it looks like he missed his second and third delf at the Virginia Pro. So his total was down. So his dots went from 533 down to 493. That's a huge drop. But if he gets his deadlift back up, that thing could shoot right back up. And then I think too, uh, Bill, I don't know if you looked into it, uh, Jared Martin has a pretty solid uh, dots as well. So he can be in there as well because he's around 524. So if these other yeah. guys slip up and they fall you know, closer to 500, it's like a Justin Rogers slips up, Edward Taylor slips up, Jared Martin can sneak in there. Thank but, you for mentioning. Sorry, go but ahead. also, sorry, yeah, but Jared's bumping up, a, you know, five kilos too. So 
throw two and a half kilos more in his body weight. It's going to, you know what I mean? So, you know, but again, you know, that extra two and a half to five kilos could all of a sudden, you know, send his squat up over 800 pounds. Who the hell knows? Right. Like kind of thing. So um, yeah, there's, there's that. Sorry, Ryan, go ahead. Um, what I was going to say about Justin Rogers and thanks for bringing him up leading into Virginia pro, I believe if I'm not mistaken, he was actually talking to me about how little training he got in. He didn't want to, he wasn't being public with it, but um, he knew it was, it was, you know, it looked like a fun meet and he wanted to be involved, but it wasn't his 100. And obviously now with, you don't have to make a weight class and I don't know how his training has been, but I believe we talked a little, but he purposely is not posting. And he told me, he's like, you're not going to get, you're not going to get reposts out of me, my man. And I'm like, all right. You know, some of these fellas are posting in their stories and I'm like, I'll pay attention to your stories too, man. And I'll take, I'll take people's stories, put it in, make it into a post. If I see something, if it gets my attention, but um, I think Justin could surprise some people. He with a five thirty three dots that he's hit previously, it is conceivable for him to bump up and crack into the top five for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it depends on the day he's had. I can't say because my man, you know, he went dark on us for this communication and uh, purposely. It's not just for us. It's probably for his competition, but he's capable. And um, I don't, I have no idea if his deal, if he's training back onto 100, like he was before injuries. I don't know. He's playing yeah. the game. So you're right. We're flying a little blind. The, the potential is definitely there. Cause I'm, I'm looking at the Virginia pro and he actually hit his best squat at that meet. So at least his squat was on point. And his bench was pretty solid as well. It's just his deadlift was 45 kilos less than what he did at nationals. So he missed 292 on his second and he missed 300 on his third. But if he can get that deadlift back up. But yeah, he's one who's not posting anything. I pulled up Deuce's Instagram. He hasn't posted anything since nationals. Jared, Jared Martin's notorious for not really posting anything. So <laughs> these, guys, these guys are hiding. <laughs> it's, um yeah, I don't know. I wish I had a better scouting report on Justin because he's, <laughs> He's going to be a tricky one that you got to keep your eyes on. Deuce never really does post too often. Justin, for a hot minute, I was all over him. His squat was wild. He thought his squat he could rely on because it's old reliable for him. But he needs to put in work for his other lifts to move. And it just wasn't happening going into Virginia. But this could be different. It could be. I don't know, man. If he comes in like he can, man, he could be, he could be straight up in fourth place or, or higher. You know, he could be maybe taught. Who knows? But here's the thing. Angelo and Gruden push each other really hard. That's when you start missing lifts sometimes. Fuck, the door swings, right? I don't got to tell you guys. You've been national team coaches and seen a lot of battles where people push each other. And that's when people miss lifts and the door swings. When you push the limit, um, especially people don't see him coming. He could do it quietly. He could do it quietly, man. You, you, when you got a calculator and you got to break it out, you only have so much information in front of you. He might be, it might be too late unless they're listening to this podcast. It might be too late and he's, they're on, he's on you. And you break up the calculator and, and it's like, wow, I've already covered a lot of ground. We'll see. It, it'll be funny. Bill, Bill knows that uh, the service can sometimes suck in that convention center, especially inside the expo. You find like you're at the Grand Prix on your phone as a coach, like trying to calculate the dots and you don't get any service. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's t- isn't it a downloadable app? That's like oh, you got you got to. Well, it, 
if you're listening to this podcast, you better download it. Whenever download that app. <laughs> Don't rely on the internet version yet. Download the app. Can you imagine not being able, just looking at your lifter as the handler and, and being like, oh shit, this person's <laughs> going to kill me. Um, God, yeah. Download the app. Do yourself a favor. Should we move on to the women's? Yeah, real quick. So um, I don't know if we've hit this before in the, in our news at all, but Austin Perkins was supposed to be in this meet and he ended up having, um, was it a hernia, right? He like, um, so, you know, so he's had surgery for that. So he can't lift for like months right now. So he's actually out of this meet, unfortunately, but um, you know, his training was looking really, really good leading into this too, before he ended up getting hurt. So, I mean, it's a shame that he can't be there, but hopefully he's young enough and hungry enough that he'll come back stronger than ever next year, but sucks. Yeah. Good note, man. Cause some people might be wondering, um, yeah, that's tough. It, he'll come back because he, like you said, he's young, he's got plenty of time, but it's going to take a while because you, the last thing you want is that thing coming back open. It depends on how they fix it. I know sometimes I don't know if they still do it, but back in the day, I remember they put like a mesh there like a, on the inside and it'll never break again. So you're pretty good unless it breaks somewhere else because the pressure there, but uh, you know, that's unlikely. But yeah, good note, man, because Austin would have been dynamite to have in the, in the mix. Now we ready for the wins, women's? Yeah. Now one could potentially be the more competitive side. Yeah, tell me about it, dog. I got my my list pulled up and how I think things are going to go. But what are you seeing? I mean, I mean, there's some good names across all the weight classes, but the battle that everyone is discussing is that inside the 67 and a half kilo class, you also have you know Sam Calhoun going 67 and a half. You have Gabby Martinez from Texas. You have uh, Claire Zai who got second place last year. And so that's going to be a nice little battle inside the 67 kilo class. And then you have Jamie Fisher and Brittany Saplicki battling as well for the dots. Um, and yeah, and for people listening. So previously, Claire was the silver medalist in the 69 kilo class when the USAPL had those. Um, Samantha Calhoun obviously was the 63 kilo champ moving up. Uh, she had lifted previously as a 64.5. So conceivably maybe filling it out or just not having to cut anyway. So you feel good with that. And they're close. Claire has hit a 507.5 kilo total. Samantha, a 520. Um, so they're relatively close. And Claire is far newer to the game. So her gains might be bigger. Samantha has been hitting around this mark with gains. But when you're at the top end, the gains are a lot slower, obviously. Whereas Claire... She can put on 10 kilo. She put on seven and a half kilo it, within that year from raw Nats um, to she competed one more time before the year was out. She put on seven and a half kilo. She can conceivably put on another seven and a half kilo. Now Samantha can't miss, right? Samantha's still probably a favorite, but it's a lot tighter, isn't it? And then, um, and then, yeah, you look at Gabby Martinez, who's a young upstart. She's hit a 500 kilo total. She's also 69. Um, so It'll be interesting. Or she was a 69. Now she's a 67 and a half. So yeah, we got, we got some head to heads and um, it's also like an indication of what's going to happen for the future. You know, see where these people get a good gauge. Let's stop. Let's see where you guys are at. Um, I am interested. I'm interested in seeing what Samantha Calhoun does. If she decides she's going to start filling out 67 and a half. And if she does, you don't know how it does to the total. Sometimes the total bumps big. Sometimes it doesn't move a lot. It's, it's marginal. I don't know, but if she doesn't do with these other ladies who are 67 and a half, who will have body size on her, 
it'll be interesting to see if they start closing the gap and how long Samantha cannot put on weight in, in the total. If the total doesn't start moving like that, it's, it's, it, it's a great battle to watch, but it also is a bit of a, a foretelling for the future. We'll see. What do you got? What do you guys thoughts? Bill, what are you saying, man? Yeah. I mean, I think that's the, the best battle head to head in one competition for sure is those three ladies together with, um, you know, Sam with Gabby and Claire. Um, I think that this is a possibility. So Gabby somehow is losing weight, bumping down a little bit and her numbers are going through the roof, through the roof right now. So don't be surprised. This is where wild bill comes out Uh that Gabby out totals Sam, but Sam still wins on points because she pulls last and she has like a three kilo difference or whatever in body weight. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause at the Virginia yeah. pro Sam weighed 64.5. So maybe she'll just stay light. Yeah. So she if might. Sam stays, Sam stays light like that, you know, she'll have that opportunity to pull. I mean, but Gabby's still, she's pulling two two twenty plus in the gym, two twenty five. So, I mean, she's close to that Sam weight, but I mean, Sam is still going to get a chance to pull last, but, um, yeah, I mean, if Gabby's on point and hits her numbers, she can beat Sam. Now, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but she can definitely beat Sam. And I think I think Claire just doesn't have enough yet to be on the level of those two. I think she's still going to be sitting, like you said, like a 5'10", 5'12", something like that, where you might see Sam and Gabby in like close to 5'30", 5'30 plus. Just taking a look at Gabby right now. Um because I want to see some of these numbers you were seeing that gives you that confidence. And look at, man, it's been not quite a year, but a little under a year, she hit that 500. And mm-hmm. she's a junior. So, yeah, she's still growing into this. And uh, I think that's that's heavily on. She's cutting weight, but also getting stronger. But she's also young, man. So she hasn't reached her full potential. Um, so I, it, it can happen. She's got from... June of last year till now, she's got to put on 20 kilo on her total. That happens. Look at Natalie Richards came out of nowhere and it's just murdering. How many kilo did she put on her total? When you're in your early twenties and just taking off and finding your groove, it can happen. It's big ask. It's, it's, it's even if she doesn't beat Sam, it might be a super close. Oh my gosh moment. And then if, if uh, Claire can put on another seven and a half kilo, she's out of five fifteen range. That's five kilo. That means you missed one lift and now Claire bumped you. Like that is close. This is very close between these three ladies. Um, and like I was saying earlier, if Gabby, and I'm just seeing here, Gabby hitting a week ago, a 220 kilo, 485 pound uh, pull here. So yeah, she's, she's evening out. Um, yeah, that's 15 kilos on the on the deadlift just there if she hits that. So 185 kilo squat here, I see two weeks ago. Um, and that's she hit that squat for her third attempt. Now she's taking this as a single in the gym. Yeah, man. Look at and <laughs> I don't know, man. It's it'll be interesting. Uh yeah. so this is like a conversation Sam starts to have, right? Where am I going here? I got these young guns breathing down my neck i'm in a weight class that's historically speaking not really my weight class you know i don't know if i don't think sam bulks up i don't think she does i think she's yeah, i think she just kind of sits where she's been sitting and like yeah. just doesn't cut that's all 
And then, you know, slowly but surely she'll, she'll gain the weight. I think at least that's what I would do if I was her, if, you know, if you're the best lifter in the federation, basically in that weight class, just kind of, you know, there's no need for her to, you know, I'm going to just gain four kilos real quick kind of thing. You know what I mean? Just yeah. kind of sit where you normally sit and just don't cut and do what you do. And like, you know, it proved it at the Virginia pro where she sat a kilo and a half over 63 and, you know, had her best meet ever. It'll be a nice uh, preview for like their Nats. Yeah. This one. We're going to refer back to this for the Nats. You know it. At least yeah. for this weight class. For both the 82 and a half kilo, we'll refer back to this. And, and for the 67 and a half. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at what Bill's saying, and, and I, I have to agree with him because um, Sam is at 551 dots from the Virginia Pro. So not cutting weight, hitting her PR toll, 551 dots. Gabby at Nationals was at 509, or let's say just 510. You have 40 d- points to cover. And so, yeah, you're hitting all these big numbers, but also you, you have to cut down from 69 to 67.5, and then you have to make up that difference of if Sam weighs in 64.5. So I put in 535 t- total at 67.5 would give her a 552. So she needs a 35-kilo PR. And Bill says, you know, you're going to get 15 on deadlift maybe and get 7.5 uh, or maybe 10 on bench. So then you're at 25, and then you're going to get another 5 or 10 off a of squat somewhere. So it's going to be a little bit tough. And then Sam has the bigger deadlift. So what may happen, like Bill says, is Sam wins on the points, but maybe it makes her think about, like, yeah, you know, these other girls are coming for 67.5. What's she going to do? Is she going to cut down the 60, or will she just stay 67.5, slowly fill it out to also have the biggest toll for nationals? But maybe she doesn't care as much about the national title, and she'll just focus on the pro series points and the prize money. This is where things start getting weird for me. Let, let's talk about this, because I, I've been thinking about this. I don't know how I feel about, like, the head-to-head national title and everything like that would mean more to me as a fan to watch. Like, I want to see you guys go head to head for a title. Uh, like, you know, okay. You're no longer going to worlds, but you got to have a nationals at the end. And I want to see you guys go head to head for this direct kilos, not a calculator all the time. If this continues like this, where it's like, all right, you know what? I could consistently beat you on the calculator. You can consistently beat me on total and you're going to be the national champ. But when it comes to the money and the tournaments, I'll beat you in every other tournament leading. Like, I don't know how I feel about that. Like if I, you know, I mean, for me, I, it's the national title. Like I got to fucking see that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe I don't mean like she doesn't care about the national title. I'm not saying you're, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not, maybe it's not worth it to her to put on four kilograms of body weight just to win a national title. Maybe it wouldn't happen what? anyways. You could put on four kilo. All you do is get chubbier and your total doesn't go up. It happens. I'll raise my hand and tell you. <laughs> Believe me, doggy. Um, um, and then I mean, the, the only good, the one good thing though, is at least at nationals, every weight class winner will get a thousand bucks. So um, he's already, you know, they've already promised that. So at least that's something you're fighting for. And then the overall points, obviously with that too, you know, but at least that's something to shoot for. Um, because second place don't get nothing. So it's, you know, the, the, I mean, whatever, yeah, every weight class will get a grand. So that'd be cool. What would mean more to you guys? If you were in Gabby Martinez's situation and you're going to be the national champion, or when you're Samantha's situation, like I'm the champion of all the other meets leading into it. And I made more money throughout the year. I think if you're sticking with USAPL, it's about, 
being the best pro lifter, right? So it's about making the money and being higher on the standings. So it's about the points. You chose your, you chose, right? You chose. I mean, so realistically, I mean, the only thing the national champion means is getting that thousand bucks. Right. But if, you know, if whoever comes in second, if they're still the best lifter overall or second best lifter overall, they're going to get, you know, 2,500 bucks or whatever it is. So it doesn't necessarily matter that way. You're just trying to advance yourself into that pro status to get to the pro finals next 2023 Arnold for the, for the biggest prize money that they're talking about. So, yeah, I would think the same thing is like, yeah, if you're sticking with USAPL, not that the national title means nothing, but it means less now because it's not getting you to the next level. And so what you're focusing on now, your goal should be now, I want to be the pound for pound strongest power for USAPL, whether you're Ashton, whether you're Sam or whoever else is you want to be that best person. So Sam can then go look and say, listen, doesn't matter if, if you're the best at this specific body weight that someone decided for this year and it may change to a different body weight another year, like we've changed the weight class a number of times. I'm going to be the pound for pound best power lifter in the year. And this is how much money I won as a professional power lifter for it throughout the year. Then that person goes, and how many times have we changed the formula for you to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then yeah. they can go back and forth where like it gets tough. I think, I think what you're thinking, Ryan, in the back of your mind is maybe Sam will think, oh, 63 kilo class is where I belong. Maybe I no, should switch no, over. To- <laughs> no, 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 I'm not thinking that. Um, but let's talk about also Bernie Suplicky, um, because she's got a beefy 532.21 dots, and that cannot be overlooked. That's yeah. that's that's sh- she's definitely a contender in there. How do you guys think she finishes her day in terms of the rankings? She might not be the best 60 kilo lifter in the competition. Oh, talk to me. Talk to so, the kid. So for, for anyone listening, let's just give her the resume. She's the current 57 kilo U.S. national champion, stayed USAPL for this, and that class doesn't work. But she actually will fill 60 kilo nicely because she killed herself to make 57. But please do go on because I'm interested. So Caitlin Berry is 20 years old, 21 years old. She's lifting in the pro-American um, before the, the Grand Prix. So her total will already be in, which gives her a disadvantage. But right now her training's going through the roof and there's a good chance that she is right there next to Brittany, if not a little bit above, but probably not considering, again, Brittany has a chance to see what Caitlin's totaled. Um, but I think that um, Caitlin is right there um, when and come Nationals time with Natalie Richards, Brittany, and Caitlin. That's going to be a pretty badass 60 kilo class for sure. But I think, yeah, Caitlin Berry will come in probably just below Brittany again, just because of the timing of it all. Brittany, or, or sorry, uh, Caitlin Berry, 20 years old and absolutely smashing weights lately. Like her deadlift is on. Here's one thing that she's got in her back pocket is I'm going to have whatever position I'm pulling for. If we're head to head in the same weight class, I'm probably pulling after you. Like her deadlift's getting crazy. Now let's see it happen. This is in the gym and her lifting career is relatively young. She's young. We got to see her progress. How does she handle, is she cutting? Is she just working those things out? How does she handle the pressure? Does she hang on to her thirds and whatever the shit? Like these are things you find out on, on, in the game, but potential wise, I'm with you. 
I'm, I'm, I've been, I've been reposting the shit out of her deadlift and I'm like, holy crap. And she's only 20, man. She's got a lot. Like it's, it's, uh, you know, you come in there with question marks around you like that. Like no one knows what to expect. Having said that, got to Brittany would do big hero cuts. If you've seen her, she'd post pictures of herself. Like here's me at the bottom of my cut. And she is, she's only five feet tall and she is crazy ripped in it. Like she looks depleted. Like she, she kills herself. She would kill herself to make 57 kilo, 60 kilo. I think she's going to be real comfortable. That's three kilo, a little over six pounds. She doesn't have to cut. I wonder how she feels and how the weights move. Could be a pretty big jump in her total because she's got to feel a lot better. If you, I don't know if you guys have seen in her story, she's reposted some of those cutting pictures. And when she's at the bottom of it, drained, it's, it looks, it's tough. It was there. They were hero cuts. They paid off. She won national titles, but. I mean, Bill, Bill makes an intriguing argument or idea, but I think maybe it's a little bit too soon. I don't think Caitlin's going to be able to catch Brittany. The The issue, Ryan, what I'm seeing is by going up to 60 kilos and she fills it out completely is then you have to total 480 to get that same 532 dots. So she has to put up 17 and a half kilos on her total to grab that extra, you know, three kilos of body weight. So, okay, she puts up a big total. She hits the same dots. I think she may be the odd one out because her delif is at her pr is at 192.5 for delif let's say she gets up to 197 or even 200 gabby and claire are both pulling over 200 they get to pull afterwards so depending on how close or far they are from sam if let's assume sam is leading the way and she has the biggest delif she's going to pull last one of these ladies may look and see and say listen i can't catch sam today i can't get first but let me steal second and so they'll just wait and see what Brittany pulls and then go and pull for second place. Potentially both of them do that. And then Gabby and Claire both knock Brittany, Brittany down in the fourth place afterwards. Greg. Yeah. And, uh, and, and looking and, at... And the, Caitlin obviously lives earlier today, so that's going to... Yeah, yeah I, was, I was looking at the prize money too for the Grand Prix. and it, It's a big drop off from first place is 5,000. It drops to 1,500 for second. But like 1,500 for second versus 750 for fourth... I'll be like, hey, I'll double my check. I'll just go pull for second place and let Sam get the 5,000. It depends on if someone feels too dicey and actually thinks, I think I could take Sam and they chase Sam and and you miss, you miss, but you miss spectacularly where it's like an all or nothing type of pull. So you're not getting second. If you miss, you're getting, you're getting off the platform. Um, But there's two people that she has to dodge. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think I think Jamie is the the uh, the main one that's out because she has the lowest dots five hundred one and she has the lowest deadlift. So it's gonna be really hard for her to keep up with the other ones if they're all on point. If all four on points, gonna be very difficult to keep up. But out of those top four, then Brittany I think is the next one because she has as of now the one ninety two deadlift and the other ladies are gonna be pulling two hundred plus. Okay, well, how do you guys see this shaking up? Because now I uh, I got no idea. Bill Bill's got his top five. <laughs> yeah, Bill, what is going on here? Help me out, Wild Bill. All right, so I got Sam winning. I have Gabby coming in second. Then I have Brittany third, Caitlin fourth, Claire fifth. Shit. Then Caitlin comes up. This yeah, and big... I th- and honestly, if it was head to head, I think Caitlin would win. 
but since she's in a different different competition. And also, real quick, Caitlin have, having the big arch and the big bench that she does, they're using the rogue racks at this competition, which are very, very bench friendly. So um, they're much more consistent with the big arch benchers. Um, so I do think that that will be in favor of her for sure. You know, if she was on an Elyco rack or something like that, we see what happened to Eddie Berglund where the bench is kind of, you know, sliding backwards going down. So I think her being on this rogue rack is going to be important for her, for Caitlin. So, but again, I have, but again, who knows if Brittany could come in at, at 60 kilos and Caitlin still sits at 57 and a half. And then that's a huge gap. So right. like, yeah, that, that's why this is so, so tough. Hard. But yeah. So that's I was what I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to stick with that. Gabby second, Brittany third. Caitlin fourth and then uh, Claire fifth. I was going to say, Bill, the flip side is as you, as you saw at nationals, anyone who watched at nationals with those extreme benches, you need to have like a really good lift off. And then you need to have referees that can see that, you know, the butts down, the feet are down, elbows are locked out to give that quick start command. Because if you get a crappy lift off or it's taking forever, then they just die out on that bench. So that's what Caitlin yeah. was dealing with. So it, it, it's very volatile. <laughs> I'll, I'll do as my my quick top five okay. it's a little a little bit different than bills i'll take sam one gabby two i'll put claire three Brittany four and i'll put jamie five because i think caitlin just won't have enough firepower um i think she'll weigh in a little bit heavier and won't get up to the 500 dots yet have you I, seen her training go look go on instagram and look I, and then change your pick i've I've, I've seen her training for a, for a number of years and I don't want to be mean but go look at the meat performances look how many times she's di- put up- different she was a teenager Dif- though bro different come things on things change she, the Arnold bro how, how, old, how old is she now Ryan she's still a teenager <laughs> I thought she's 20 now like the thing is for when you're that young six months is a huge bunch of maturity and and development like i i percent of her life bro or whatever it's for real <laughs> like you know but even even as an athlete like it, everything's I, I I'm not you saying it's not, no, I know I know, you, I know you're I'm trying to say I'm, joking, I'm, joking, I'm, I'm joking. not saying it's not going to happen or that I don't yeah. think it'll happen. I'm saying that I'm I'll take the more people that have performed better and have been yeah. to the bigger meets for now, and then once Caitlin destroys it and takes third place for like that, then I'll start picking her. Okay, here's I'm, what I'm, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I put her in as like one of my dark horses a couple years ago on KOTL. So I'm the first one who brought okay. up to you guys. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Um, all right, here's, here's my pick. So I'm going to also say, Sam, I'm going to take, I'm going to take Brittany for a second. Now we've already said for all the reasons we don't know what happens when she goes 60, um, or if she's going to cut and she's still going to cut and she's not going 60, she's not going 57, but you know, so, but I'm, I'm flying blind here, but she's been in big time showdowns you know, with Meg Scanlon and, and she's been in, she's been around the block and knows how to handle herself, knows the cutting for sure. She's done hero cuts um, and everything in between. So she's got the, whatever she wants to hit for body weight. I think she can hit. So I'm, I'm going to go for Brit second. I'll take Gabby as a third. Um, I'll take Claire four and I'll take Caitlin Barry five. I'll take Claire because she's been in showdowns now she's still relatively in terms of you know some of these other ladies 
um, hasn't been in as many shutdowns, obviously, as like a Samantha, for God's sake, who was at like Worlds in 2018 battling it out. But um, yeah, but you know, it's tough because these weight classes are so new and you don't have to do the weight class. It's like a barometer. It's like a moving target that you don't have to be in your weight class. And then we have some contenders that are relatively fresh that we don't have a lot of data on, like a Caitlin Barry, who is potentially could really kick some ass, right? Um, and for and Brit, I don't have data on Brit as a 60. Um, and Gabby seems to be absolutely murdering. So I don't know, man. So I'm telling everybody, this is a bit of a, a gamble when you do these preview shows sometimes. There's some people that I have so much data on. I've literally live called them like a Russell or he Taylor or whatever. And I've seen it. And you guys have been handling some of these people. And like, we have so much data on them and we know, and it's like, okay, this is a really, I feel strongly about these contenders. And then there's comes down certain showdowns where you're, you'll tell the listeners it, this is a bit of a crapshoot. And if we're honest, we're all kind of crapshooting it right now. Cause we don't have information on these ladies some of them period, some of them in the new weight classes. So it'll be, it'll be, it'll be good. That's why we're all picking Sam the wing. And it's like, okay, she's going to go eight for nine or nine for nine. She's going to hit a two and a half to five kilo PR on pretty much everything. So she's going to be up about seven and a half to 10 kilos total. And you know, like you can almost guarantee that's what's going to happen. Right. With Sam. Like, she, does, right. she doesn't have to cut weight. She has yeah. the biggest LF. We just don't know if she's going to be wearing a belt or not. <laughs> oh, it's true. Yeah. It, in in a world of unknown, you go with what you know the most. And Sam has been at the world level for the past like half decade. So yeah, if I'm not sure, you know, I'm like, all right, I could gamble. Like you know, you gave a really good talk. If some of these ladies hear you, Billy, you gave a you bumped them up hard. So you had me second guessing a lot of shit in my life. But uh, <laughs> if they hear the podcast, they'll be like, oh shit. But uh, yeah, I'll go with Sam right now, but it'll be interesting because some people might be, this could be the coming out party and like, okay, now, you know, now, you know, where I'm at here in February or March, excuse me. When you see me at Nats, you know, the progress I can make. We're going to talk again. <laughs> you know, it'll be interesting. I'm excited. Anything else we should add fellas? I think we did a pretty good job. We're already floating over an hour. You want to dive into the raw challenge real quick? Cause I'm, um... yeah, yeah. The winners of the Rutch, uh, the male winner and the female winner both get their pro card. Um, so I got a couple names real quick I can run through that I think that are going to do well in this. Did you look at that at all, Arian? Or? I looked at that my lifters aren't going to win it. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Damn dots. <laughs> um, so with the females, um, I have a pretty much a two-horse race. Uh, I think it's uh, Celine Crum and uh, Maya Wright, a 56-kilo lifter. I think those are probably the two top going on there. Um, Celine just seems to be more consistent over what she's doing, but she's also bumping up a another weight class now from 57 to 63 for a hot second, now to 67 and a half. So, like, there's a big gap there. Um, so I don't really know what she's going to weigh in at or what her score is going to look like. Right. I mean, that's the, the toughest thing here is, you know, when you, someone like that who is now gaining 10 kilos from where she was um, like a year ago, basically at, at nationals or at the um, sorry, what was it? The uh, Carolina primetime year and a half ago, whatever. So it's going to be interesting to see. And then my, Maya Wright's training has been kind of through the roof lately again. 
also she's kind of one of those that a lot of people probably haven't heard of before but like you know can definitely do some damage in that 56 kilo class and i believe she's coming up from the 52s um or was she a 57 cutting down i don't remember i don't have it written down but basically their best um dots are like 518 for celine and 512 for maya but maya could potentially if she hits a home run here she can be in that 530 535 dots range possibly with a big total um and if she does that i don't think celine can catch that i think celine could be in the 525 ish somewhere in that range you know add a little bit to her total um but again i don't know where her body weight's going to end up at so i don't really know where the dots are going to go for her but those are my top two um but i am taking celine to win just because of just the more consistency and she's kind of hit the um she, she, the higher higher level meet she's done more consistent than Maya has. Because I think Maya bombed out of nationals in 2019 on deadlifts, I believe, something like that. So, um, yeah, that's what I got in the females. Celine Crump, Celine the Machine on Instagram. She just recently went nine for nine. And, yeah, she had a 521 dots. And um, she for sure is coming on. You know, she's a young lifter, 22 years old. You're right. She's bouncing around a little bit when it comes to the weight classes. She was a 57 and she was making 57. And this is in t- 2021. She's a 57 kilo. Um, they moved up to 63 and, you know, with weight in at 62.5. I don't think it'd be super crazy to drop another two and a half, but I'm sure it felt good to add on the extra weight and smash moved up to a 482.5 kilo total just started in as a 63 just getting her feet wet as a junior no less keep that in mind as well uh so in terms of the future you know she's got a bright future for sure in terms of what we know it's another one of those situations where we've seen her a little bit everywhere but we've never seen her as a 60 again you know she she can weigh in kind of wherever she wants if she's going for dots um, so it, it depends on how she shakes up. Like her dots didn't move a lot. She moved up in body weight, you know, from a legit 57 to a legit 63. And her dots went from 519 to 521. The dots yeah. didn't get moved a lot despite moving up a full weight class. So if nothing else, I mean, she can handle like she knows where to guesstimate. If she just rises her strength and her strength is moving. She's capable. I think she's full well capable. And um, yeah, she's going to develop into a contender. And she's still a junior, man. You know, so we'll see. We'll see what she does at the, at the Nationals. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at some other names on here. Uh, Shelby Miles doing 527 and a half in the 90 kilo class is solid. And then I don't know who this lifter is. Tiana Coatney, 472.5 in the 75s is really solid as well. And then in the 60s, uh, Charlie Leonard, 455. She's originally here from Florida, so I know her a really solid total. But it seems like what Bill is saying is kind of be that kind of be the battle of Celine versus Maya. Celine has that advantage, 521 to 510 going in. So you, you and you have, you know, bigger lifts. So you can kind of just cruise and pull whatever you need for the placing. So I, I have to go with Bill's analysis, and I think uh, Celine's going to pull that one off couple names that jump out um i recognize gina hensley who was like a sub junior junior champ at some point I you look at the wrong meet right is that the wrong one yeah um this is the the raw challenge uh turkey 
Ah, yeah. I'm back with the... They didn't get really, like, you know, um, creative with the names or anything, so it's, it's a little bit tough. <laughs> Here we are. There we go. And here's, these are the containers. Yeah, there's Sleeve. But she is lifting at the Arnold, um, Jasmine. Jasmine. Jasmine Adrogo. Yep. She was, she's, oh. she's been reposted a couple times. I thought you just said um, Gina Hensley. <laughs> Gina so is as well. Gina Hensley also is as well lifting there. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just taking a peek here at some of these names that some people might be familiar with that are lifting that will be at the Arnold. So people in the in the other can't get their pro card. It's it's like tiered like this. So this is the meet where only the top male and top female get their pro card. They don't win any money. Gotcha. This is for the A7 Raw Challenge. Yeah. Yep. And the other division, you do not. You're not eligible. Despite the vision in the fuck me. yeah, that's all combined in in the the pro, right? Okay, okay, gotcha. so yeah. So the so there's the the Grand Prix, which is like the five grand for the winner. Then there's the pro meet, who are like the the not top eight lifters, whoever it was, and I think they win was it five hundred dollars for the best lifter for male and female in that pro category. And then in this is the A seven Raw Challenge, which is the um. Oh, still the amateurs. So people trying to gain their pro card. So the winners of the male and female best lifter get earn their pro card, and they'll be you know able to compete for money after this. Dog, there's a lot of tears in this. <laughs> it gets confusing. Like on the three lift, they like split them up, but like on the bench, they combine the pro American bench where the first place pro wins money and the first place amateur wins a pro card. So it's pretty confusing. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's fine. It's <laughs> but the, I mean, even even in the raw challenge, there are names that I've seen before from the various nationals: Ava Allen, the forty fours; Sally French in the forty eight. That she did Daytona. Uh, Becca Noons, uh, Tara Thomas. They were all there in Daytona. Uh, and then the ones we had already mentioned. And s- same thing on the. The men's side. Who you got on the men's side, Bill? All right. So um, this one's a little tough because, like, I think there's a clear favorite in this, but Mm -hmm. also, like, he's also complained a little bit on social media that his training's not going well, even though it looked like it was going well. So I don't know what's going on. But um, Brian Lee, the 67 and a half kilo lifter, um, I think that he's, if he puts together his best meet, I think he's, unstoppable in this competition especially if he weighs in light like he's kind of been saying on social media that he's still you know 65 64 and a half kilos kind of thing um so if he you know if he ends up going like 485 490 i'm sorry uh 685 690 kind of like his training totals look like they might be and you know and he's like 65 kilos that's um pretty damn good and i, I don't think that's beatable um the um was it Jimmy Villanueva? I have him in the 82 and a half kilo class. He hit a 775 at uh nationals. Um and his training's been looking really well. So, you know, 83 bumping down to 82 and a half. So I have him in second place actually. Um I think he can get 
pretty darn close to 800 kilos. So that would be another one in the amateur meet getting 800 kilos, which would be cool. And um, the other one I have is kind of a wild card, but um, the the kid Gage, who is the 74 kilo lifter. Yeah. Uh, you remember? Yeah, you remember him. Your 74 of kilo boys, right? Yeah. yeah of, course. <laughs> of course. My um, eyes perked up. <laughs> he's so he's bumping, he's bumping up to the 82 and a half kilo class. Yeah. Um, you know, his best total ever is like 710, but training looks like it's really good. Um, his Instagram is super weird. He's got all kinds of crazy stuff on there, which is kind of cool. But, um, but you know, his training looks really, really good. And if he ever gets a bench press, man, look out for this dude because his his squat and his deadlift are, are good, uh, good. His deadlift, I swear to God, he's barely into the 2.5s. And his deadlift in training, anyways, is well into the sevens. Um, let's see what happens after he squats and benches, like maxes out on those and whatnot. But he's he's not even close to filling out 82.5 yet. When he fills out 82.5, like he might take a run at this deadlift record. Like the overall, he might have the biggest deadlift. I mean, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but this kid can fucking pull. He's got a big squat on him as well. But if he brings that pull to the platform, fuck me. So what did Angelo? What did Angelo hit at the at the pro? What's the the biggest one? Three fifty. Remember three fifty? Yeah, because I think I saw he pulled like three thirty five in training or something like that. Pretty darn easy. A gauge kid. So um, yeah, gauge, gauge carrying. Is his uh, name carry on? He's young, he's youngish. Gage is young and he's nowhere near filled out 82. Sorry, yeah. go ahead, so again, that's kind of the thing. Like, I don't know where he's gonna actually end up body weight wise. Like, we kind of know like where Villanueva is gonna be because he was an 83, he's going down to 82 and a half. So there's not too much, you know, mystery there where he's gonna be. Whereas, you know, Gage coming up from the 74s, you know, could be 77, could be 80, could be 82 and a half. We have no idea. So, you know, the lighter he weighs in, the more room he has to play on his lift. So he could end up actually winning this thing too. Who knows? That's, you know, that'd be pretty cool. But um, yeah, man, this 82 and a half kilo class in USAPL is pretty stacked. I mean, stacked. we haven't even talked about Russ yet. <laughs> he's the top dog in the whole thing and he's not even there. So, you know, it's crazy. A- it's some weight classes are stacked. And, and Noriega, uh, of course, I've completely forgot about him too. So you have, yeah, those guys. I mean, yeah, I mean we'll, we'll, we'll get there. But no, no, know, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying, but like you have like guys like this that are potentially totaling 800 kilos in the amateur meet that like, you know, no one, you know, they're basically, un, I don't want to say unknowns, but like, you know, they're not on the level of those other guys in, in, the, in the pro meet, um, you know, status wise. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, cool. This guy might, you know, have the third best, you know, he basically get like a bronze medal at worlds or something like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Kind of crazy. What are we going to say, Arian? No, I was just going to say, you know, for our, our listeners, once Bill starts saying, you know, a 67 and a half kilo lifter may total 700 or 82 and a half kilo may total 800 or just say the name gauge, Ryan gets all perked up. So, oh, let's, let's go. <laughs> Another 700 kilo total. And I go, let's go. <laughs> let's go it it seems like we'll we'll see how people fall into these weight classes but it seems like maybe for even for usapl the 67 kilo 67.5 kilo weight classes kind of has some fighters 82 and a half has some guys battling it out and then in the the heavier weight classes we'll see if it ends up being like the 100 or the 110 but like there's these little weight classes where guys kind of just fall into and it's going to be all these like stack lifters battling it out um but yeah i mean what bill was saying you know 
is kind of what I was seeing as well. There's a couple of lifters that fall in that 515 dots range. So it just depends on what shows up and, and what they do as far as body weight. Like there's a Benjamin Collins in a 90 kilo class who could be a contender. Uh, Bill already mentioned J- Jimmy Villanueva. There's a guy in the 82 and a half also, Uthong Pros, who's around at 515. And then Bill mentioned Gage and Brian Lee. A little bit lower than that, Jeffrey Thompson in the 75s is right around like a 500 dots. So it could be interesting to see how much these guys have progressed, what they do as far as their body weight. And then, yeah, we'll see what these a little bit more volatile guys like Gage, what shows up. We'll see, man. Yeah, they put, put together a meet, like, you know, a nine for nine. You're, you're looking at a home run, but like, yeah. That, and again, that's what's, that's what's cool about these meets. It's like they're literally trying to become pros on this pro circuit, right? So, there's no room for second place. So if they're in the, you know, they're in the same flight going head to head like that, you're going to see some crazy stuff at the end. And honestly, you might see a bunch of misses and someone who you don't even know pops up and takes it because, you know, these guys are trying too much, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To outdo the other person. But um, yeah, I mean, because again, here second place doesn't mean anything, right? There's no silver medal. There's no like, Oh, you're the, uh, you can, maybe you can be a pro next year, whatever. It doesn't matter. There's nothing. There's no money. There's no status. There's no nothing. It's just, you got second place. Cool. Congratulations. Uh, I was going to say, it's also like an interesting combination. It's like for some of them, maybe their first time ever competing at the Arnold Sports Festival. And then be like, by the way, only first place gets a prize and it's a pro card. Like how crazy, <laughs> how crazy will some lifters go? Like with that kind of mentality, like thinking that going in. And that's the thing too. Who's going to come up with the best? I mean, again, I don't know a lot of these guys' coaches. Like, I didn't look dig deep into that. But like, who comes up with the best game plan? Who, who comes up with the best you know strategy on game day kind of thing? Who is the quickest with the calculator and figuring all this stuff out and knows how to make changes and all that kind of stuff? Um, really going to come into play here. So, you know, if you're bringing your buddy from the gym and he doesn't know much about this to the meet, you know, you're probably not going to do too well as far as placing goes, just because you're going to get outcoached and outplayed by somebody else that comes in with a professional handler kind of deal. So it's interesting. So higher bill. No, don't. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You think we could to wrap it up? We hit all of our points. Yeah, I think so. Got all my people in. As per usual, everybody, wherever you're listening, give us a subscription um, so you get notified when a new podcast drops because we are dropping podcasts, baby. We got some guests lined up, some news items to drop as well, some podcasts so you get caught up on all your powerlifting news. And uh, we got some big name guests coming. So subscribe, give us high ratings. Um, if you want to get a hold of Arian, Arian, what's the best way to get a hold of you, kind sir? Uh, Instagram, Coach Arian K, or you can just email me, Arian at thestrengthguys.com. Bill, get the lift. On Don't contact me. They know how to find Bill when they hear the podcast. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, well, they seem to find you when the podcast drops, don't they? Never um, enough. All right, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, six pack lab and we are out. <laughs>